Tech Show, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of technology and modern day solutions in the automotive industry. Join our host, Mark Babin, as he speaks with the industry leading professionals from around the world on the constantly changing topics of the automotive industry. Each episode has the ability to provide new ideas that you won't want to miss. From upcoming technology to some of the most recent automotive advances. And now for our host, Mark Babin. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to another special episode of the Auto Tech Show. My name is Mark Babin. Thank you for joining us on episode two of our three-part Apex mini-series. Of course, all recorded live from the trade show floor in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada just a few weeks ago. Now on this episode, we sat down with mass service technician Clay Barr. With over 14 years of manufacturing and independent auto repair experience, as well as having served as a heavy equipment and military operator maintainer in the Marine Corps, Clay knows firsthand the importance of the topic today on closing that staffing gap in the automotive industry. And that's of course what we're going to be talking about today on this episode, are these staffing gaps. It's an issue that's affecting the industry across the board, no matter which part of the industry you're talking about in the automotive sector. There are staffing issues, just not enough people and garage space sitting empty. This is a massive concern and one that I wanted to talk to Clay a little bit more about given his time and experience in the industry. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Clay Barr. Clay, thanks so much for stopping by. It's uh, fantastic to have you here, especially someone with us so much experience as yourself. Absolutely, uh, thank but you. you're enjoying the the events here. Oh yeah, absolutely. This place is crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as going through the classes, the amount of education you can get here, seeing all the new tooling and equipment that's coming out. Uh, you know, just trying to stay on that cutting edge of technology, and you can really see that out here. It's pretty neat. Yeah, and there's so much going on, like the variety. Oh, is so huge. much. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and this is just Apex. You get over to the SEMA side of things, and you know, that's a whole other animal over there. Whole other deal, right? Yeah, I didn't think there is, you know, this much stuff out here. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I'm interested to know. So, and that's kind of where I wanted to start our conversation today. Is so you've been around the industry for a long time. You've seen, I'm sure, things go up and down, trends dip and trends rise. Uh, right now, obviously, we're dealing with a lot happening at the same time. Why do you think it's so important that service companies and operators in the industry embrace these new technologies and embrace change? Ah, man, I can make it very short and sweet on that one, but I can also elaborate on it. So, you know, when you go back to, if you look in history at the uh, CARB to EFI conversion, uh, a lot of techs got left in the dust on that one. So, you know, right now, especially with the rate the technology is changing, if you're not on that cutting edge, then you're going to get left behind. So, you know, being familiar with the tooling of the day, you know, especially, you know, we do a bunch of ADAS. Yeah. And uh, you got to have the right tooling for that, you know, because if you have, uh, say, a radar that's just aimed off slightly, you know, it might pass your tests and everything, but it's still going to be aimed off center line of the car, right? So knowing how to use that equipment, knowing how to set up that equipment, um, you know, I was looking around, you can see all kinds of equipment that's coming out for that uh, from, you know, Autel, a bunch mm-hmm. of other manufacturers. 
And uh, it's definitely something that's not going away, you know, as we move more towards an autonomous future. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to stay on that cutting edge uh, or you're going to get, you know, let, get on the bus or get ran over, right? Yeah, and that's like the biggest trend we see that if you don't adapt, you're going to get left behind. And I think the, maybe the big guys can get away with it a bit more, but they also have the budget to recover. A Absolutely. lot of the smaller operators, medium-sized operators they have to embrace this as much as possible right now because they're dealing with so much challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, a, a part of that challenge as well is, you know, you have a bunch of new kids to the industry and yep. throughout history, it hasn't exactly been an attractive industry, right? Uh, so having a new influx of kids coming into this industry, uh, they're going to have to have the proper training to set up this tooling, you know? So uh, I think going forward, uh, there's going to have to be a large emphasis on you know, hiring the right people, yes, but also finding the right way to train the younger generation that's going to be taking this. Yeah, over. and bouncing off of that, I think it's a really good point because staffing is, I mean, and that's one of the big things I wanted to discuss with you is, is we're facing something that we've never seen ever. Is it unique to have this challenge like rise to this cut, like based on what you've seen? I don't know if there's been staffing issues in the past because of trends, but it, getting these young kids in now is so key. But is this unique for what you've seen? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, you know, if you're going back, you know, before the integration of, a, you know, multiple modules in the vehicles, you may have had two modules of even. And when you're going through a diagnostic process and trying to fix that vehicle, uh, it can be a little bit simpler. Uh, once you throw in transistors and you start having to really figure out the electrical side, uh, then you realize that you're really not, you know, you're not really hiring a mechanic, if you will. You're more so hiring a technician. you got to train somebody that's able to utilize computers, utilize service information. But, uh, you know, so going to the past, you had a larger pool of people. And uh, I don't want to say that, you know, it was never glorified, right, as an auto mechanic. But nowadays, there's a lot, there, there's a, a treasure trove more jobs in the computer sector. Yeah. Right. So yeah. having that integration coming into the automotive industry, it takes a different type of talent. And I believe that's one reason why you're seeing such a shortage. And there definitely is right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, the dealership I previously worked at, uh, it's hard to find somebody that can come in and, you know, one has the training and two has the drive. And a that's lot of that gap. comes yeah. to, you know, it's not being pushed necessarily for these kids. Hey, you know what? It's actually a pretty good career, right? Um, but that's not something that's ingrained. You know, you want to look at your engineers. That's what, you know, a lot of young kids aspire to be. Not realizing that you go into the automotive repair industry, even if you don't get into the repair side, just the engineering side of it, you know, going on a lot of good opportunities exactly, there. Exactly. So that stigma of the mechanic, quote unquote, which isn't the correct term anymore because of the variety of positions within the, oh, the definitely. role. But that stigma, do you feel like that's what's affecting kids not wanting to get into it? Uh, I like do. That lack of education? So I do believe it's a little bit of that. You know, there is that stigma that, you know, hey, I'm a mechanic, I'm only going to make X amount of dollars, and, you know, that's not enough to live in today's sure. economy, right? Yeah. Uh, however, I would challenge them to go ask technicians that are in the field that are doing that, because I believe they'll find that, you know, the pay is actually very commensurate with your skill. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, there's that stigma there, for sure. Um, but uh, another side of that is it just isn't glorified, right? You know, it doesn't look beautiful. It doesn't yeah. seem, uh, you know, attractive, if you will. So, you know, that push right there, you know, if you go through your high schools, uh, you know, I went through the auto tech program down at Hayden High School in South Carolina, and, you know, you just didn't, 
it wasn't a, something that was pushed onto the children, onto okay. the kids in those schools. So, you know, if you're not really introduced to that whole entire industry, you're going to have your perception of it, which is what your, say, guidance counselors might have made it out to be or your career counselors. So it's not a correct assumption based on kind of what's being educated. So education is obviously a gap. So education and, and how we educate the Definitely. kids who have a passion for this type of thing or, like you said, the engineering side, the tech side, the computer side, there's so many different areas you can get involved in and be involved in the process. You don't just have to be the... the Wrenching, the, what, right? Exactly. What you would imagine it be in your head or what you see in TV and movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many faucets that come to this. Well, I mean, look at yourself. You're in the automotive industry, right? Yeah. And, you know, if you look at today's generation, I know my kids especially, you know, oh, dad, I want to be a YouTuber. Well, guess what? <laughs> You're in the automotive industry as a YouTuber. You know, there's yeah. so many different facets that you can take in this industry. And, uh, you know, as far as the technician shortage goes, you know, I think that you could definitely try and attract more people into the field by putting it out there that, hey, look what we're doing with these, you know, look at your alignment machines, right? Yeah. You know, there's so much technology into it. And if you find that one kid or that, you know, that one person that's like, oh, dude, I love technology. I love being on the cutting edge of things. Well, this is the perfect industry for you. And yeah. I feel like we just need to get that out there for those kids. That, so the technologies that's coming is going to play a key role in helping that staff shortage reduce. You know what? I would like to say yes, but at the same time, you know, it just depends on can we keep up with the training of that. Okay. Um, you know, if we can make it look more attractive, mm -hmm. then, of course, you'll, you know, you throw out a bigger cast net, you'll get more individuals. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you also have to make sure that, that training is there and that they're able to, you know, not everybody has the mind for it, right? Yeah. Some people are great chefs. You yeah. know, some people are great, you know, insert occupation here. Yeah. But uh, I believe that throwing out a bigger cast net and really honing in on the training of it will definitely help the shortage. Um, and, you know, and I can, coming from the dealership side, you know, another side is, you know, a nasty side of the industry, as you will, is it's got to make money, right? Yeah. So, you know, when you're at the dealerships, uh, it's so, so much of a push, uh, push to try and, you know, have, the, have a record month, have a record month. You know, you'll get these new kids to the industry, that, and you know you're going to burn the baby birds out and turn yeah. them off from the industry completely. And I so think that's kind of where has to ease them in. Exactly, ease them in, but at the same time, you know, make sure you have a solid training program for easing them in and getting yeah. them up to speed quickly. And having the technology, the the cool side of it, I guess, the tools they get to play with, but then keeping it simple enough that the training can be easy. So easy to use, intuitive user experience on these tools, maybe devices that they're more familiar with. Yes, definitely. It's kind of a way forward. Definitely. I think it is, you know, and uh, like I said, just everybody's attracted to technology. You know, look yeah. at your phones. Everybody wants to have the latest and greatest. And, you know, if you can be, if, if we can attract those people into the industry that want to be on the latest and greatest of technology, and I mean, you, know, you look at your cars, they're more or less self-driving these days. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody's got to keep that ball rolling. Somebody's got to repair those systems when they fail or, you know, worst case scenario, somebody gets into an accident. Uh, you know, you got to have well-trained technicians that can, you know, identify the problems with these systems and fix these systems. Um, and that's a training. There's a lot to learn. You know, it's, you know, you got to start at the bottom and work your way up, Absolutely. right? Cause, it's still hard work. Yeah, looking as a mechanic, yeah. you know, you got to be an HVAC technician. You have to, you know... You have to know a little bit of thermodynamics. Yep. You, but even so that, like you say that, and I wouldn't have associated that with 
the role. Oh but, yeah, definitely. That's that's the education side that's lacking, the general perception. Oh yeah, and you're going to be put in situations where you have to be a welder, or you're going to be put situa- or put in situations where you have to be that problem solver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, for the you know, for me, for instance, I was going to school for electrical engineering degree. Okay. I got into automotive industry, and I found, you know what? You know, as an engineer, the engineer's job is to solve problems. And okay. going into the automotive industry. That's a really good way to think about it. Yeah, going to the automotive industry, I guarantee you, there's a slew of problems you can solve, right? And that's the challenge, and that's the fun of it, is how do you use your knowledge, and how do you use modern technology and the solutions you have available exactly. to solve that problem? Exactly. But the industry has to adapt those new solutions. They that's have to correct. move forward to give the the new up-and-coming generation that motivation to get into it. Correct. And the shops also have to realize that these kids are going to have a huge learning curve ahead of them. And, you know, so shops are going to have to devise a good training program to not burn out the baby birds because they're going to they're gonna fly the coop and not yeah. look back at the automotive industry. They're going to get kind of a bad taste exactly. without and getting to experience what it actually is. Oh, definitely. You know, I've experienced that firsthand. Okay. You know, we get new people in and they may, they may be able to kill it. But that first initial experience into the world is Turns them off. Uh, everything's on fire, right? Yeah. But that's not always the case, you know. There's there's a there's definitely an overabundance of bad shops, but there's a lot of good shops out sure. there as well. You know, sure. like my company, Mass, for instance. Yeah, you know, I mean, what you guys out do training. is incredible with the education side. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, Mike's been awesome, and I haven't yeah. been here for too too long. But so far, you know, the company culture is. You know, hey, you're gonna have to figure it out, but at the same time, you have a really strong support group as well. And you know that coming from a dealership, independent side, where you're different. always just kind of you got to figure it out on your own, right? Yeah. It's nice to have that little support group. And I think if you do that with the newer technicians and let them know that, hey, you know, we got you got your back on stuff. We understand you're gonna mess up, and we're gonna try and you know send you all the training we can to help Give you, you get the up. tools and everything exactly. to solve the problem at the most efficient way possible. Exactly, and you know, and then when you start getting into the efficiency side of it, you know, and that that's where your money comes in, yeah. and it's it's a very lucrative career, you know, and, and it's a great thing to to know. I think, I, yeah, this is these are things that I wouldn't have pieced together, but because you have so much experience in it, it's it's encouraging to hear that. Do you feel like? Based on what you've seen in the past and throughout your career in the industry, do you feel like we're moving on the right path? Are we making the right steps? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Look at us here. You know, yeah. we, I see a lot of people out here from you know for training from different mm-hmm. shops. And I'm seeing a lot of people that's engaged in the automotive industry. Uh, you know, just look around. Your emerging yeah. technologies. You know, you got Hunter. It, yeah. So they're definitely on the right track to trying to get the technology side down. I think that a, a big part of it is going to be, you know, can the shops hone in on the training process? And I think that that's going to be a key for retention, retention and acquisition of talent, right? Okay. So definitely, I think I think that you know there's definitely strides. The ball's rolling. Exactly. You know, especially things like what you're doing right now with yeah. the podcast. You know, there's a bunch of other podcasts out as well that are, you know, automotive shop groups just trying to get together and figure out how to fix the industry, right? Yeah. And uh, so I, I do believe that. I believe we're definitely on the right track. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of different sides of the industry to come together. The education side, the solution side, everything's going to come together to build a more attractive industry, and that will shorten the gap. Do you feel like it's a long-term thing, like we have to just kind of bite our teeth and hold on to this? Or, or it has is there... to be long-term. Yeah. It has to be long-term, and the reason for that is that, you know, if you look at the past, you know, cars were never never this electronified or electrified as, as technical, you know? yeah. so technical yes thank you so 
look at where we're in now. Yeah. We're, we're in a train. We're trying to, you know, redirect the direction of a train. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if you stay on top of that, that direction is easier to move. But everyone has to make that effort to help it move, exactly. not just one or the other. And you always have to stay on top of it, you know, stay on top of the training programs because as soon as you get complacent with it, you know, we're going to end up right back in the shortage. Yeah. So, Same know, way with, I guess, adopting new solutions. If you get complacent and you just think... I don't need to do anything for a couple of years. A lot can happen in a couple of years. Oh, definitely a lot can. You know, look over, look at a car from 2014 versus yeah. a car from 2022. Completely different, right? Basically, the wheels are the only thing consistent. Yep. And, uh, you know, more is all says technology is just going to increase and increase and increase. Exponentially, yeah. Exactly. And if you look at the way cars have gone, it's been exponential for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, exponential change like that. You got to have exponential training as well. You got to keep up with that curve. Yeah. So you know. So overall, a, we're we're headed in the right way, but we need to continue. We can't can't assume we've done enough yet. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not, because you know we're still in a shortage for sure. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it is difficult to find. Some, I didn't notice it. I think uh, Europe and, and and America are a little different. I think in just where they're at. Mm-hmm. But coming here was quite a culture shock just to see how many garage bays are empty. Oh, yeah. Because they don't have the capacity. Definitely. And, uh, well, I can tell you from the Charleston area over in South Carolina is a lot of shops are on, like, a month-long wait just to get somebody in. Oh, wow. You know, if you want to get an oil change, you might have to wait three, three and a half weeks and just to get it's not because they don't change. have enough space. They just don't have the people to do it. They just don't have the people to do it, correct. That's insane. Um, which is kind of crazy, but that's how it is, you know. And if you look at the pay of your average automotive technician over the last 10 years, you know, it's scaled up as well. Um Got to attract so it's a good career industry. option, and it should be something that if people are interested or they have a passion for oh, any yeah. side of it, whether it's the technical side, the engineering side, the mechanical side, the, the problem-solving side, yeah, there's a career option for you there somewhere. Exactly, there is. You just got to look for it. And, and it's you know, not what you may think. Exactly, 100%. You know, sometimes... Uh, hey, sometimes it's outside the box. You know, everyone yeah. thinks, hey, I'm going to be wrenching on cars, but no, if you want to... Like I said, again, look at yourself. If yeah. you get into, you know, your audio video fields. There's something in there for you. You're still there, and there's still a market for it. Yeah, fair um, enough. You know, there's still going to be listeners listening to the podcast. And, you know, I myself, I'll sit there on YouTube forever just yeah. watching random podcasts and just trying to get as much information just, as I just can. Just get as much as you can and right. understand it better as, right. a, as a holistic model. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Well, it's fantastic, and it's encouraging. I think that's exactly why I wanted to have this talk with someone like yourself who who's seen a lot happen, but if you're encouraged by what you're seeing, but again, we can't get complacent. We need to stay on top of it. Exactly. You know, I've always, I was always told complacency kills. So, you know, that's you, a great word. Yeah, so I like that. if you stay on top of that curve and, you know, stay on top of training is your main yeah. thing. Make sure these kids know how to utilize all this new technology. Yeah. And eventually, once those kids understand it and they got a good grip on it, they're familiar with it, they're going to be training the next generation. So if that's, you can, I didn't, I wouldn't have, that's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. if you can keep that positive energy up and just keep it rolling, you know, I think that it'll, it'll definitely correct itself. And okay. I believe there, you know, there might not be an overabundance of technicians, right? But I believe that it'll be able to meet the demand if we keep going. Yeah, we can, we, if we, and maybe there's a balance, right, where we create a more efficient worker so they can do more. Yes. Where 10 years ago it took five of them. Now we can do that with one person, but then also close that gap we should be way higher than we ever were. Definitely. And, you know, oh, yeah, and if you're looking at efficiency, again, yeah. just look around here. There's things there's that make... tools to make everything more efficient. Yeah, if you're looking at, uh, you know, right in your phone, you got more yeah. access to any to, to more information than anybody in any point in history. Yeah. Right there in your phone, and you put all that on, you can put anything on there, and it just makes you more efficient. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, you got time, which will also, you know, hone in your skills sure, on sure. it. 
but the, the equipment is definitely out there to make you more yeah, efficient. I think it's super encouraging and it's positive to know that, yeah, if we keep doing what we're doing, keep pushing everyone together, then, then we're going to close that gap. And ultimately, that's what everyone needs is that gap to close. So, oh, exactly, because, yeah. uh, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that if you're in the automotive industry and you've been in it for a minute, or even if you're just getting in and you're, you know, you're just bright-eyed and new to it, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I feel like, I was saying, but I feel like there's definitely an option for you in this episode. Yeah, industry, I think so. that's, a, that's a fantastic way to like finish this episode is there's an option for you. If you have a passion for the industry, there's somewhere for you to find, to, to put your specific passion into it. Yes, I think definitely. that's a super encouraging way to think about it. Definitely. Clay, thank you so, so much. This is very eye-opening for myself and hopefully those listening as well. So I appreciate your time. Keep doing what you're doing with Mass and thank you for what you're doing. Awesome. I and, appreciate uh, yeah. your time as well, man. This has been awesome. Definitely yeah, been, been a lot awesome. Of fun. Good. Enjoy the rest of the show. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks very All right, much. Now you have a good Bye-bye. one. Okay. And there we have it. Another episode down from our Apex Talks. Of course, this was part two. We have one more episode coming very shortly from the Apex Trade Show floor and I hope you enjoy it. Of course, a big thank you to Clay and to Mass for the great talk today. It looks like we're heading in the right direction, but the education factor, as we spoke about, is a hugely important topic, and I'm glad Clay brought that up. If you have any questions about what we heard on this episode, please feel free to comment below. We'd love to engage with you. But otherwise, we will leave this episode there. A big thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this episode, and we'll see you for part three of our Apex miniseries very soon. Bye for now. Oh, 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 o